This program is brought to you by the Living Church Boise. This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Let's jump into the word for this morning, shall we? Um, on social media, I put out a question this week asking uh, a question saying, uh, life is dash, just life is blank with a question mark. And, um, and I got quite a few answers, but I want to hear from you. So what would you say life is? Good. Good, okay. Life is what? Fun. Fun. Crazy. Good, says Linda. I wouldn't expect anything different. <laughs> Own it, right? I know, that's why you're at this church. Otherwise, I mean, only crazy people come to this church. Life is, what would you say? Busy, okay. Hard. Say that? Challenging. Confusing. An adventure. An adventure. Wow. I guess, I guess it's fun to hang out with. In fact, I preached a message on that not too long ago. You remember, actually last week, right? The great adventure of faith. You're right. Life is an adventure. And one more. Ooh, very profound. Precious. Precious. So all of that is true. Here are some of the things that I heard on social media. They were a lot more funnier than you guys are. Um, actually, one person says life is funny. Uh, one person says life is beautiful. That must have been Sierra, right? So beautiful. Like, mm-hmm, Okay. <laughs> Uh, this one, life is chaotic yet peaceful. You know, this is a mom who's really trying to hold it together. It's chaotic, but peaceful. It's okay. I got this, right? <laughs> no one's dead. They're all sleeping now in bed. Uh, one person says, life is a blessing. And this was a funny one. One guy says, life is like acne. It comes and goes. <laughs> this is the stages, you know, sometimes, hey, everything is good. Oh my gosh, I want to hide my face. And of course, you had to get the life is like a box of chocolates. But no matter how you would define life, no matter how you adventure and crazy and fun and busy and uh, you know, beautiful, no matter how you would define it, uh, we all know that life has its ups and downs. And if you were to, I mean, life is a great adventure, which is great. And what we're going to see in God's word is life is a fight. Right from inception to birth to, to becoming a teenager and having to put up with bullying and putting up with peer pressure and then getting married and, and you know, dealing, walking down the aisle. It's a fight. Uh, uh, you know, try, trying to fight for your marriage and then bringing home your first child. Uh, it's a fight. And then raising your children and worried about, is my child going to turn to a drug addict? Is he going to be in prison? It's a fight. We are always in war. We're always in war clothes, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, no matter how long you've lived, no matter how many kids you have, and, and whether you're single, life is a fight. It's a battle. And, and we oftentimes don't realize that we're constantly in this battle. So if you said life is tiring, it's true. It's tiring because you're always fighting. You wake up in the morning and you're fighting. In your sleep, you're fighting. You're, you're trying to overcome stress. And this is the crazy part. Because we want to run away from the real fight, we medicate ourselves. Because we don't really want to feel that tired. We, don't want, we, we want to always feel like we're on an adventure. We always want to feel like you know, we're happy. And what happens is we, we, we want to push away the reality that this is a fight. The title for this morning's message is this. I won't give up the fight. Woo! I will not give up the fight. I will not medicate it away. I will not sleep it away. I will not ignore it. Say it with me. I won't give up the fight because life is a fight and life is a blessing. And we've been seeing in the past three weeks, Jesus says, I've come to give life and life in abundance. The thief, now he comes to kill, steal and destroy. And so we got to fight. 
Now, I'm not going to go into Paul's writings and tell you to put on the full armor of God and to stand firm and fight the good fight. I'm not going to do that. We're in, we're in something called wisdom literature, um, which is terrible because I'm preaching through it. Like, wisdom literature, you, Joel? Like, come on, you know? <laughs> Have you seen the mirror? But anyways, I'm going to give it my best shot. The Holy Spirit will help me with this again. Okay, you'll see. But <laughs> wisdom literature is so crazy because it's not really very succinct and, you know, like a good story. It's all over the place. But wisdom literature is good because it, it makes the gospel come alive. See, many of you guys, you've been to church. And I don't blame you for not ha having fire in your life for faith. I don't blame you for getting bored of church. Because oftentimes, we overlook the seemingly simple. Like things like this, like, man, life is a fight. I've got to put my boxing gloves on. And we over-spiritualize everything. And it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't translate into realities of life. Wisdom literature does a good job of bring, breathing in reality and helping us really embrace the gospel to breathe in the gospel, the good news of who Jesus is. You see, Yeshua, that's his name, that's his Hebrew name, that's his Aramaic name, Yeshua, it means salvation. He was a brown guy like me. Probably a lot smarter. Well, he was a lot smarter. It's not probably, okay? But he was a brown guy, man. He was a real guy. He had an accent. He spoke different languages. And when he walked the earth, his feet got dirty too. And he smelled like salt because he was a carpenter's son, and yet he hung with fishermen, and people thought he was confused. But yet, when he spoke, it says that he spoke with such favor and wisdom, and people were shocked. And that Jesus wants to be a reality in your life. And he wants to shape you and help you fight this life in every area where you are wanting to give up. And I want the gospel to come alive. So let's put the text into its context now. Um, I'm going to be going through quite a few verses. I'm glad you asked for the lights to be on. If you don't have a Bible, uh, we've got some Bibles in the back over there, and I'd love for you to track with me because uh, we're going to go through you know, two different chapters, not whole chapters. We're going to start with Ecclesiastes chapter 12, which is our last chapter, by the way. Uh, we got, I think, one or two more weeks in this book. And then we're going to go back and finish chapter 11 in the end. Okay? And um, this could easily be like a 10-point sermon. I typically preach three-point messages. But I'm going to spend quite a chunk of time in chapter 12 giving you the introduction to this message. Okay, and this message is not a, a talk, this message is not a lecture, this message is not me just giving you a commentary on this passage, this message is supposed to be a message that speaks to the innermost being of your soul and wake you up this morning to not give up the fight. Are you with me? Yes. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, Solomon, who's writing this book of Ecclesiastes, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he's going to say, give us, tell us how we don't give up the fight. How do we need, how do we need to fight and remember God, and how do we get past this, this struggle over here? So the first thing he's going to say is, we fight this fight by remembering God. We fight this fight by remembering God, and this is still our introduction. Three things he's going to say about remembering God. The first thing he's going to say is, remember God before the evil days come. Now as we go through this, I want you to actually examine your own lives um, and see if this rings true to you. Uh, this is Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1. Remember also your creator in the days of your youth. Now, in this message, or side note, if I am just saying creator and God and not mention the name of Jesus, don't judge me. I believe in Jesus. He is God. He is the only living, true God alive. But I'm going to use the verbiage that's in this book over here and call him creator and call him God. It's not because I'm demeaning the name of Yeshua, okay? So don't catch me at the parking lot and kill me, right? <laughs> Anyways, remember also your creator in the days of your youth, when? Before the evil days come and the years draw near of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. Some of you are already in this place in your life. 
where the evil days have come. And whatever these evil days look like, you know, whether it's you're going through, you know, a bitter relationship right now, uh, whether you're, you know, having struggles with your family, whether, you know, you're sick now and, and you know, you, you got a report from the doctor's office or you just lost your job or you just found out that all the money that you invested is gone, the evil days have come. Or maybe you're watching the news and you're watching all the craziness going on and you're saying the evil days are upon us. And Solomon is saying, listen, if you don't want to give up the fight, you've got to start by remembering God before the evil days come. You've got to remember your shepherd. You've got to remember your creator. You've got to remember your coach. You've got to remember your heavenly father. You have to remember him. And then he says, remember God before old age hits you. I'm not going to make eye contact with anyone because I'll get into trouble. Okay? He says, remember God before old age hits you. Verse 2, before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return after the rain. You know, we did a whole series called When the Clouds Don't Go Away. Uh, ten weeks, ten areas of anxiety and depression. And one of the things that we had to talk about was how we need to navigate past our past. And sometimes for you, you can navigate as much of your past trauma and hurt, but as you get older, your eyes are going to get dim. Your ears won't hear as well. You're not as strong as you used to be. And Solomon's going to describe this um, in a couple of verses. And he says, remember God before old age shows up. Because when you are fighting this fight of life, if you disregard your creator, if you forget him, and you're trying to work based on comparing yourself to other people, you will always be depressed, you will give up on life, and you'll be suicidal for the rest of your life, not never ever understanding that God created you for success and not for failure. He says, remember God before your old age hits you. See how he describes it. It's actually uh, very poetic again because it's Hebrew. There's a lot of pictures in this. Verse 3, in the day when the keepers of the house tremble, the keepers of the house is a picture of your arms. Uh, your arms are like, are like guards at a castle. Castle. How do you say it in America? Castle. Castle. At a castle. You know? They're standing guard. And if someone were to, were to punch you, you're able to block. You know? And your arms are, are, the, are, are the keepers of the house. And it says, and the strong men are bent. That would be your, your, your legs like pillars that hold up a building. And, and your legs bend, you know? Um, that's, he really likes elaborating this more. And the grinders seize. What do you think the grinders are? That's right. <laughs> You know, no one tells you, like, hey, chew softly anymore, because you don't have teeth anymore to chew. You're unable to chew on anything that crunches, right? And the grinder sees because they are few. And those who look through the windows are dimmed. That's your eyes. Those who look through the windows are dimmed. I mean, get the picture of this. And some of you, 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 you don't find this funny because that's you. You know, the house, your arms, they're trembling, they're shaking. They're not as strong as they used to be. And the strong men are bent. Your legs aren't strong. And the grinder sees because they're few, and those who look through the windows are dim. And then he says, verse 4, And the doors of the street are shut. What is that? And when the sound of grinding is low. Uh, you don't see that often in America, but in India, a lot of times the old people, when they start losing their teeth, they don't have dentures. And so they just chew on their gums. And when they put food in their mouth, they have to keep their lips closed, otherwise the food will fall out. Okay, it's a crazy sight to see. Okay, so they got to keep their lips closed, and he says, and the doors of the street are shut. Your lips have to be shut when the sound of grinding is low, when you don't have teeth. And one rises up at the sound of a bird. Dear God, that made me feel old today when I went through it. Because you know what? I woke up to this annoying bird outside my door. <laughs> See, typically in the East, when I was a kid too, you'd wake up to the rooster crowing in the morning. Okay? But when you're old, you're not waiting for the rooster to crow. It's like any noise. I mean, for me, it's so bad, man, that... Even when I turn in my bed and the bed squeaks, I'm up. And some of you guys know what I'm talking about. If it's two in the morning, your day has begun, right? Welcome, you know? 
this is the day that the Lord has made. It's two in the morning. And God forbid you got to go use the restroom. Dear God. <laughs> Trying to act like you're still asleep and not turn on the lights, stub your toe. <laughs> Terrible. Right? And all that to say is this, remember God before all of these things happen, before old age hits you. And he says, and the daughters of song are brought low. I know that one day I'm not going to be able to sing with such strength and passion and vigor and hit the notes that I'm able to hit. And I'm not going to be able to hear as well as I, do, as I hear now. The, the songs of a bird, uh, the daughters of songs are brought low. You, you're not going to be able to be who you were when you were young. Verse 5, they are afraid also of what is high and terrors are in the way. Sierra was telling me about how she tries, likes to climb stuff and hike and you know, go up on this bridge. And I was actually thinking of that. I was like, yeah, there's going to be one day when you're going to sit and tell other people stories of how you try to climb this thing and went hiking over here. I remember buying a motorcycle from an older guy and I felt really sad and still comes back to haunt me because um, he was, I mean, every time someone stops riding motorcycles, it makes me really sad. I'm like, no, no, you got a few more years left in you. Come on, keep riding, you know? Right, Greg? He's like, no, come on, Greg. You can still ride. It's fine. But I was buying this motorcycle with this guy because he was giving up riding. And he told me about why he was giving up riding because he kept thinking of this time when he used to ride dirt bikes when he was young. And he told me about all the trails he used to ride up over here in Idaho. And there was one day when he snapped his ankle. Ugh. You know, he hit a rock or something, snapped his ankle. And, and he said he had to start his bike. And old motorcycles don't just push button start. You had to kick it. So with one good ankle left, he started his bike, rode it back all the way home, and he was laughing and telling me about all these things. And then, without me prompting him, he says, that's why I want to sell the motorcycle, because if I ever snap my ankle, I know I'm not going to be able to walk ever again. There's going to be a time when, you know, you enjoy the highs and the terrors, and then there's going to be a time when you're afraid of it. And it says, the almond tree blossoms. That is a picture when the almond tree blossoms, if you want to go back home, I don't know if you have a picture of almond tree blossoming, it's fully white. You have gray hair, and you can color it all you want, but when you look in the mirror, you know you're old. It's like it's all gray. And, um, and it says, the grasshopper, dra- uh, sorry, the almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper drags itself along, and desire fails. A grasshopper is supposed to be hopping, and it says, when you're old, ain't nothing be hopping. Right? And they sell you stuff on TV, says that you'll be hopping again, but you know, you're not going to be young again. Sorry. It says, because man is going to his eternal home and the mourners go about the streets. Listen, what Solomon's saying is, this is a fight. Life from birth to death is a fight. And the way we fight this battle well is by remembering God before the evil days come. Remember now, today if you hear his voice respond, before the evil days come, before old age hits you. And then he says, remember God before death comes knocking. That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014 Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store.